Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Being curious and asking questions to really gauge and understand the other person's perspective. I think that's huge in real estate and just in life in general. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff. We don't deal with that commercial real estate stuff. That's what we talk about. With us today, Hiran Fernando. How are you doing, Hiran? Hey, Joe. Doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to hear it, and it's my pleasure. Hiran is a civil engineer who works at New Roads Investments, a company that invests in single-family and multifamily properties. His mission is to create a self-sustaining business to enrich and bolster the community with reliable, clean, comfortable, and safe housing for people in the DFW Metroplex. He graduated from Texas Tech, fellow Red Raider, guns up, and he has a portfolio as a general partner of 13 single-family units and 50 multifamily units. And on the LP side, he is a limited partner on 260 multifamily units. So he's got GP side and LP side. So with that being said, Hiran, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus? 
Sure. So kind of a high level background about me is went to school, like you said, at Texas Tech and majored in civil engineering, graduated in 2012 and started a full time job in 2013. And rewinding back just a little bit in 2009, I like to say it's kind of the best time I could have possibly fumbled around in investing in the stock market. And that's kind of what I did. It's got interested in investing through investing in stock market. And it was the very bottom of the market and did pretty well in that and kind of invigorated me to invest and be an entrepreneur and started at my current job in 2013. And something like 10 months after that, bought my first home, did a fix and flip on that one and decided that wasn't quite for me, but did some single family rental properties after that and did that up to probably 2019 until I realized that I'd like to get some economies of scale and do more multifamily. And so that's when I purchased this fractured condo complex, the 50 unit that you mentioned and jumped into that and been kind of focusing on multifamily ever since. Lots to unpack. 2009, you told us you graduated from Texas Tech in 2012. That puts you as a sophomore or so Mm -hmm. in the stock market. Okay. I was not investing in the stock market as a sophomore in college. How did you get into that? Yeah. You know what? Just kind of being prudent, I guess, is one way to say it is that I had scholarships from school and just was prudent in the way I had a $270 monthly rent on the place I lived at and just didn't need a whole lot as a college student. So saved up a decent amount and invest in the stock market. And that's kind of how that went. Why didn't you just continue to invest in the stock market versus start going into real estate since it had been working out for you so well? Oh, okay. Great question. So like I said, I invested at the best possible time when everything was at the bottom, thought I was the best thing since sliced bread and kept on doing it actually all through college. And towards the end of it, I started realizing, oh, this isn't actually that easy. You actually have to do some due diligence and research and realize that it's just so volatile. It's just so up and down. So yeah, the first couple of times got some really good wins, but then realized the reality is it's very volatile. And my dad's actually a realtor and kind of got exposed to real estate through him. He's been a great mentor for me. And I've realized that, hey, real estate is just a lot more stable and predictable. I think those were the big things. Mm -hmm. So New Roads Investments, you work for that company, correct? I'm the owner. You're the owner. Okay. You're the owner. All right. And when I search for that online, I don't see a website. Do you have a website? No, there's no website. It's just me at the company and it's the holding company for my real estate investments. Okay. So do you have a full-time job as a W-2 employee or is this it? Nope. I'm a full-time civil engineer. been practicing that ever since I graduated and that's my main focus. And this is side hustle, as you can say. So you are employed as a W-2 employee somewhere as a full-time civil engineer. And then separately, you have New Roads Investments. And this is your, as you call it, your side hustle. That's right. Cool. All right. Now that we have the foundation established, that's helpful context. Let's talk about your portfolio. Let's talk about being a general partner on 13 single family units. 
So you own 13 single family homes or do you have some duplexes and triplexes mixed in? Yeah, I have two duplexes and the rest are single families. All right. So you did that and until 2019, and then you said you did a fractured condo complex. Now, is that the 50 multifamily units? Yes. All right. What is a fractured condo complex? Yeah, great question. So a fractured condo is basically a condominium complex that has multiple owners. So it's fractured because you're not buying all the units, you're buying a portion of the total units. So this particular complex has 70 total units, and we own 50 of those. So that's why it's called a fractured complex. All right. And who is we? I actually have a partner in it. So it's me and one other person. So we have a company that holds that property. What are your responsibilities and what are your partner's responsibilities? It's actually evolved a little bit over time. When we were doing the due diligence to purchase, it was all hands on deck, whatever was needed, both of us kind of handled it. But now it's transitioned a little bit more towards my partner handles more of the HOA type duties and collecting dues from HOA owners and handling more of that side. And then I work on more of the asset management side and operations. Okay. And in order to purchase the property, who had what responsibilities, who found the deal, who put up the money? And I guess those are two parts, two main parts, who found it and who put up the money. Really, like I said, met my partner in the summer of 2019 and we started looking for deals. We knew that both of us really wanted to get into multifamily. So started looking, went through a handful, quite a bit of deals actually, and found this one in probably November of that year. And is actually kind of luck, I guess, through online forums. That's really where I found this one posted. It really wasn't advertised in the open market. It was kind of a pocket listing, you would say, but it was advertised on an online forum. Which one? So that, it's a local DFW real estate investing forum on local form. Okay. If you Google local DFW listing forum, mm-hmm. would it be there? How did you come across this forum? I actually had some friends of mine who was also in the industry mention it to me. And I've actually met the owner from a local meetup. So the owner of the forum? Of the forum, yeah. Or the manager. Okay. Yeah, the manager okay. of the forum. So that's kind of how I got plugged into it and was on there for a couple of years and pretty active in it. And just somebody had commented, hey, I have this factory condo complex, anyone interested? So that's kind of how that came about. And then, yeah, moving forward, we negotiated everything. And it turns out it was right in the middle of COVID. March of 2020, COVID happened and we closed in May of 2020. And there's a whole story behind that of working with the seller and the bank, making the bank comfortable with the asset and getting that all squared away. But yeah, in terms of the funding for it, both of us were 50-50 equal partners. So we both put 50-50 equal capital for the down payment and earnest money. And how much was the money? It was right around 400000 Okay. Got it. And... That covers the down payment, and what else did that cover, that 400? 
Yeah, that was the down payment and also the reserves. Those are the two main things. Yeah. Okay. What about the operating budget for, we haven't gotten into the business plan, but if there is a business plan to improve the property, what about that operating budget for for CapEx budget, I should say? Yeah, CapEx budget. Exactly. Yeah. So after purchase of the property, we put aside another $150,000 separate to the closing for CapEx and reserves. Okay. And that was money out of your and your partner's pockets? Right. Okay. So all in right now, you're at 550000 at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. What did you purchase it for? We purchased it for $1.95 million. Okay. All right. And it was 34 units when we purchased it. And over time, we've bought more units because it's fractured. So we bought more individual units over time. Oh, wow. All right. So you you start with 34, you're at 50 currently, and there's 20 more to go. You can end up buying those 20? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the business plan is to buy. I don't know if it's all, but as many as we possibly can of the rest of it, and then package it up and resale. Okay. So all in, what's the total amount that you are into this deal at right now? So all in, we're probably, because we've purchased more units after that 1.95. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Saying. So all in, we're probably right around 2.8 on it. All right. So 2.8. And what could you sell those 50 units for now? We actually got a broker's price opinion on it recently, and we're right at 4.9 on it. Mm-hmm. It's appreciated quite a bit because we bought it in the middle of COVID times too. And we actually did a refinance on it not too long ago. So we were able to cash out refinance and pull out all of our initial down payment that we put into it, down payment plus the reserves. So right now it's any returns on it is infinite returns because um, yep. we don't have any skin in the game. So that's cool. What was the valuation when you refined it? When we refied it, this was probably about eight months ago. It was about 4.5. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. 
Realtor.com. Everyone is looking for a recession-resilient investment. How can you try to prevent from losing money by picking the wrong fund and sponsor? Right now, you can get Reliant Real Estate Management's free guide, 10 Things to Consider in a Real Estate Investment Fund, by visiting besteverreliant.com. Answer questions like, is the organization's focus on you? And does the fund keep employees? Reliant Real Estate Management is ranked one of the top 20 largest self-storage operators in the country with $1 billion in self-storage assets. After completing three funds and selling 38 properties with $0 of investor principal loss, they have an average project level IRR of 33% in just over 3.5 years. Visit besteverreliant.com right now to receive the 10 things to consider in a real estate investment fund and get access to their latest investment opportunities. That's besteverreliant.com, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R-R-E-L-I-A-N-T.com. Broker's opinion of value, they want that listing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. Take that with a grain of salt. But I, re, either way, holy cow, you're all in at 2.8 and you got a 4.5 to 4.9 valuation and you have all your initial money that you put into it back. That's incredible. Yeah. Why not sell it now versus wait to attempt to try and get a handful of other? Mm-hmm. units or all 70 which all 70 is probably not going to happen I mean, if you got 20 individual owners that's going to be challenging it's going to be challenging yeah so far we haven't been very aggressive on reaching out to the owners currently but it hasn't been too difficult but the last so many could be hard and it's actually not 20 separate owners there's probably six owners left um, okay. most, of, most of them just have a, a handful of units Mm-hmm. So that's my thought on that. And then, yeah, going back to your question about selling, I think the market's changed so drastically over the last six months, I would say. And at the beginning of this year, we were absolutely planning on selling and realizing that capital. And really the long-term goal for us was to move to something that wasn't fractured. That's was just a standard apartment complex. I think it's just easier to manage. Easier. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there's been a lot of learning and we've learned a ton from it and it's been awesome, but just kind of getting to less headaches, I think is one of our goals. And at the beginning of this year, when we got the broker price opinion, we were planning on doing it this year. But like I said, things have just changed so much and our brokers just told us, unless you're really in a need for capital or some need to sell, they advise us not to sell right now and just ride out. Let's see what the uncertainty does and see how things shake out in the economy and mm-hmm. wait till maybe 2024. We'll see. But for right now, it's cash flowing great. It's profitable. So there's no need for us to sell other than just pulling out equity. So that's the game plan for right now is we'd rather get the maximum value out of it and sell in another couple of years and just collect cash flow until that time. What's the year of construction? It's 1983. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. And what area of DFW is it in? It's actually in the Lake Highlands area of Dallas and pretty close to, I think there's a property, the Apex, that's really right next to me. I know that that property. That you know (laughs) of, absolutely. So it's like literally right next door, right across the creek from the Apex. So that's where we are. Which is, in case everyone didn't pick up on that, that is a property that my company owns. So (laughs) fair enough. Yeah. With your approach that you had initially, 
with this property, the fractured ownership condominium. And you mentioned earlier that it's challenging compared to an apartment building. Can you elaborate on some specifics of what has been challenging with this type of asset versus, say, an apartment building? Yeah, Joe, I think that it's interesting because going into this, this is the first project that I've done that's more than four units. And I think going into it, into your show and a whole bunch of other shows, I think I kind of thought the process would be pretty simple. You just let the property manager run with it and it's pretty easy. It just kind of runs itself. It's what I thought. But getting into it, especially because it's fractured, I think there's been challenges. I think one challenge that I want people to hear about is the number of units really makes a big difference because I think this project was too small for the big guys, the really big multifamily property managers that does 70, 80 units. This is just too small for them, but it's too big for the ones who does the single family stuff or the duplexes. It's too much. So I think initially we started off with a property management company where they did everything remotely. They didn't have any on-site personnel. They would just send people, leasing agents or handymen as needed. And as we went from 34 to 50, it just needed dedicated help. Mm -hmm. And so we transitioned, we found a on-site and we found two handymen to come in and support the property on a more full-time basis. And that really helped a lot. So there's some growing pains and learning through that process. And then on the flip side, on the, the fractured condo side, there's just more rules that you need to go through. You have your HOA bylaws that you need to follow. And there's a board of directors that needs to get elected and any changes that happens to the grounds or anything that's maintained by the HOA, whether it's painting or improving the gutters or lighting, the pool, whatever, it needs to go through a board of directors and get approved and voted on before anything can change. So I think there's just another level of paperwork and processing that has to happen when everything has to be elected on. But part of the benefit to it is we have a majority stake. So my company has a majority vote on anything that gets voted on. So that mm -hmm. helps a lot. So we've been able to pass a couple of special assessments as well. A special assessment is basically when the HOA says, hey, we're going to be doing, you know, for example, repaving all the parking lots. That's something we recently did. And here's how much the total amount is. Divide that by the total number of units. This is your proportional share of the improvements. And so that's one way to help with some of the improvements. Whereas at an apartment complex, you're responsible for 100% of the check. Obviously, we own majority of it, but you still get supplemented some percentage of the total mm -hmm. fee. Yeah, when you bought it, 34 divided by 70 is 48. 0.5%. Mm -hmm. So you weren't at 50% yet. Mm -hmm. But then once you pushed over to that 50%, was that a big deal from a process and approval standpoint? Yeah, it was. And that was kind of the game plan from the get-go is to have majority ownership. But yeah, I think it streamlines the process significantly by having the majority voting shares. And there's still majority does rule, but there's like some rules with you have to have more than 67% of the owners agree. So we can't just willy nilly make all the calls, mm -hmm. but it certainly helps. 67% of the owners agree. So right now, well, of the owners, not the units. 
Correct. Ah, okay, yeah, because you own seventy one percent of the units, but sixty seven percent of the owners. There's there's Correct. a distinction. Okay. Taking a step back, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say to be persistent and curious is two of the main things that's really helped me. Even in my engineering career or in real estate, I think being persistent is one thing that's so important in my mind where I don't think I'm typically the highest bidder on a project. I'm usually a couple of rungs down because I'm not going to overpay, but I've had luck with several deals where just being persistent and talking to the broker say, hey, where does it stand? Sometimes things fall apart, the highest bidder. And so, yeah, just being persistent and making sure I'm on top of things, especially in the single family side, I've had so many deals come back to me. And like I said, not the highest bidder, but still get the deal just because 60 days down the line, you reach back out as first one didn't work out. Y'all can have a chance at it, that kind of thing. So I think persistence is important. And then the second part that I said was being curious, just kind of understanding the mechanics of why is the seller looking to sell or what's most important to him? Is it just the price or are there other components to the deal closing quickly or hard money down or whatever the case is, just being curious and asking questions to really engage and understand the other person's perspective. I think that's huge in real estate and just in life in general. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What deal have you lost the most amount of money on? Okay. I'm going to change the question slightly to maybe the worst deal I've ever done because I've not lost money yet on a deal. I'm sure that'll happen someday, but The worst deal that I did was my second flip, and I did not lose, but didn't make as much as I was hoping. Great area, but we over-improved, and we wanted to sell right in the peak summertime, and Mm -hmm. it ended up taking more time than we thought and sold it in December, and that's kind of the slow season. (laughs) So we took a good haircut on that, but yeah, we've made about 13,000 on it, and when we were projected to do like 35. So took a pretty good haircut on it, and I had to roll up my sleeves and do stuff just to make it happen quicker. So that wasn't a very fun experience, but learned a lot, and I stay away from flipping now. (laughs) (laughs) Over-improving property and the timing. Those are the two takeaways I got from that. Best ever deal you've done. Oh, it's got to be the condo complex. That's been amazing. Slam dunk. It was just good timing because when we bought it, it wasn't obvious it was going to be a slam dunk. We were nervous. It was in the middle of COVID and we were nervous about it. The numbers all looked good on paper, but like who knows what's going to happen with COVID. So Mm. it wasn't obvious, but it's really paid off and the persistence been good and we're hoping to exit out of it at a strong cap rate and strong retained earnings on it. So yeah, that's probably my best deal. Best of all, you like to give back to the community. My wife and I, we sponsor several young girls in Sri Lanka. My parents are from Sri Lanka and there's a lot of need there. And there's several young ladies there that's really talented, but their families just don't have the means for them to get good education. So we sponsor them for anything they need for education. And they're still kind of going through high school right now and really enjoy just getting to pour into them and help them. I just think education, especially for young girls, is just so important in that country and being able to support them in some way to have really a sustainable 
way to make money and to live after they graduate is huge and being able to make a difference in a few people's lives i think gives us a lot of pleasure best ever way that the listeners can get in touch with you you can reach me at my email address it's just firstname.lastname at gmail.com so hiron h-i-r-o-n dot fernando at gmail.com and people who are local to dallas i usually do a lunch or a dinner with people at least once a month and i really enjoy getting to bounce around ideas it's two-way street but Anybody wants to email me or if you're in Dallas, wants to meet up, more than happy to share some wisdom and bounce around ideas, please reach out. Your story is impressive and it represents Texas Tech well, so I'm proud of that too. (laughs) Not that I had any part of this, but I really enjoyed hearing your story and congratulations from early on with the stock market and then evolving your process. What got you to the point where you're at, you realize wasn't going to get you further. So you had to switch, you had to evolve. And so it was impressive. And you've constantly evolved from stock markets to single family homes to multifamily units now. Thanks for being on the show. Enjoyed our conversation. Hope you have the best ever day and talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate the time.